Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for August 1st, 2019. The trade deadline came and went, and the White Sox indeed traded a right-handed reliever with a wealth of high-leverage experience. But it wasn't Alex Colomay. No, it was Nate Jones, whom the White Sox sent to Texas with $1 million of international bonus pool money for low minors right-handed relievers Ray Castro and Joseph Jarneski. Jones was on the 60-day DL and won't pitch for the rest of 2019, and maybe ever again in the majors. But the Rangers really wanted the international bonus money, which Baseball America's Ben Badler says they plan to use on 16-year-old outfielder Bayron Laura. It was an opportunity for the White Sox to unload the remainder of Jones's 2019 salary and buyout, which is about $2.75 million. It also gives them a couple of arms. Jarneski is the more interesting one, a 12th-round pick who signed with the Rangers out of high school for $105,000 back in 2017. He's striking out roughly a batter an inning over 10 games in the Arizona League this year, although he's also walking his fair share. Castro is a 22-year-old who briefly surfaced in the AZL last year, but returned to the Dominican Summer League. The White Sox stood pat otherwise. The rest of the league did not, especially the Houston Astros. They pulled off the big move by acquiring Zach Greinke from Arizona for four prospects, including its third, fourth, and fifth best prospects according to MLB Pipeline. They also acquired Aaron Sanchez from the Blue Jays, who hasn't been able to recapture his magic from 2016, but still has some raw materials for Houston to work with. In other big news, Nicholas Castellanos can't hurt the White Sox anymore this season, as the Tigers traded him to the Cubs. The Marlins traded two of the starters we saw during the White Sox series, Trevor Richards to the Rays, and Zach Gallen to Arizona for Jazz Chisholm in an intriguing challenge trade. The teams in need of relievers acquired them, even if they didn't bite on Colome. The Braves landed Shane Green from Detroit for a couple of prospects, the notable one being Joey Wentz. They also took Mark Melanson and his considerable salary from the Giants. Speaking of San Francisco, the Brewers added Drew Pomerantz and Ray Black from the Giants, who also dealt Sam Dyson to the Twins. The Nationals, the team mentioned more in Colomay's market than anybody else, acquired Dan Hudson from Toronto and Hunter Strickland and Rowanis Elias from Seattle. The Phillies were the other team most tied to Colomay in the hunt for relievers, and they didn't find any help. That might cost them because David Robertson is done for the year as he's undergoing elbow surgery. 
So Colome is a White Sox for the remainder of 2019, and he didn't provide immediate comfort on Wednesday night. He entered with the game tied at one, and after Tim Anderson fumbled a grounder in the hole to start the inning, Colome gave up a pair of singles to lose the lead, and later a two-run single that kicked the game out of reach. All runs were unearned because of the error, but then again, Colome benefited from a strange stadium quirk. Following the error, J.D. Davis hit a drive down the line that hit off the base of the right field wall. It was called foul, and when it went to review, everybody learned that the foul lines at Guarantee Rate Field don't extend to the wall. Without any chalk or tape to hit, the call was upheld, and Davis lost a double. But Colome gave up a single, and the lead slipped away just the same. Perhaps things would have been different had second base umpire Stu Sherwater not interfered with John Jay's two-out grounder up the middle in the eighth. With runners on first and second, Jay hit an 87-mile-per-hour grounder past the mound. It had a shot at getting past Robinson Cano, but Sherwater couldn't decide which way to move and when, and ended up kicking the ball towards the space the second baseman would usually occupy. Ryan Goins tried to score on the play, but the rule book says that runners can only advance one base on a ball that hits the umpire in the infield. Anderson came up with the bases loaded to try to overcome it, but he grounded out firmly to short. The late-inning drama overshadowed a fine pitcher's duel between Lucas Giolito and Jacob deGrom, both of whom allowed one run over seven innings while striking out a combined total of 20 batters. deGrom's only damage came in the third, when he allowed a bases-loaded sack fly to Jose Abreu. Giolito allowed a pair of singles in the sixth, the first of which scored in a chopper to third that was hit too softly for Ryan Goins to have a chance at getting Michael Conforto at home. That's the upside from this game, and moral victories are about the best the White Sox can hope for. They're 4-15 after the All-Star break. They'll try to avoid the sweep this afternoon when Dylan Cease pitches against Zach Wheeler. Cease will be bound and determined to avoid the one big inning that ends up ruining any chance at a decent line, while Wheeler, whose name came up plenty in trade talks, will try to prove his worth to the Mets' postseason push the rest of the way. First pitch is at 1.10pm Central on NBC Sports Chicago. One player you won't see is Yohan Makata, who is going to hit the injured list due to a grade 1 hamstring strain. The White Sox didn't make an immediate roster move, and they didn't tip their hand regarding a corresponding move at Charlotte, where the usual suspects all started. Down on the farm, Andrew Vaughn made his Winston-Salem debut on Wednesday, and Nick Madrigal will play his first game with Charlotte tonight. The White Sox announced Vaughn's promotion before Winston-Salem's morning start, and Madrigal's later in the afternoon. Madrigal didn't appear in Charlotte's box score, which shows a 9-6 win over Durham. Luis Robert went 1-4 for four with the 6th homer, a walk and a strikeout. Yermin Mercedes joined him with a homer as part of a 2-hit night, and Zach Collins went 2-5 for five with a double. Birmingham rallied to beat Montgomery 10-6, courtesy of Luis Basabe's best night of the year. He went 3-5 for five with a homer and a walk, and Luis Gonzalez joined him with 3 hits, a homer, and a walk as well. Gavin Sheets was 2-4 for four with a walk and a strikeout. Winston-Salem lost to Lynchburg 4-3 despite a literally smashing debut from Vaughn, who went 1-for-2 with a three-run homer. He also walked and was hit by a pitch. Steel Walker went 2-for-5. The suddenly depleted Intimidators looked the part in a 3-0 loss to Columbia. They were held to three hits, and none of the notable prospects had one. Great Falls lost to Billings 3-1. Harvin Mendoza and Lancey Delgado both went 2-for-4, with one of Delgado's hits a double. The AZL White Sox combined for 15 hits in their 7-1 victory over the Brewers' gold squad. Jose Rodriguez had four of them, while Samil Polanco, Brian Ramos, and Josue Guerrero had two hits apiece. The aforementioned Joe Jarneski made his White Sox organizational debut and pitched a scoreless inning with a walk and a strikeout. Finally, the DSL White Sox beat the DSL Blue Jays 2-1. 16-year-old lefty Ronaldo Guzman continues to impress, striking out six over four scoreless innings. 
Since we already went through all the Major League news at the top of the show, let's just run through some scores. The Twins beat the Marlins 7-4 while the Indians clobbered Houston 10-4, so Minnesota's AL Central lead remains at 3. The Tigers crushed the Angels, who have lost 5 of their last 6 games to the AL's two worst teams. The Rays added to their cushion against Boston with an 8-5 victory over the Red Sox. After a fantastically ugly brawl capped the end of their game on Tuesday, the Reds and Pirates completed a peaceful day game on Wednesday, with Cincinnati prevailing 4-1. And in the first of what will be many key head-to-head battles, the Cubs beat the Cardinals 2-0 behind a Kyle Hendricks gem to pull even atop the NL Central. That'll do it for this jam-packed edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to talk about the game, the farm debuts, and the trade deadline, and join me and Josh later tonight for Sox Machine Live. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google's podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are found. If you're feeling generous, you can support the site and the show at patreon.com slash SoxMachine. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Check out our amazing offers on Xfinity Internet. You'll get fast speed and Wi-Fi coverage you can count on. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway, so you can keep the connected devices in your home protected from network threats. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.